Jesus is our Savior. He's our Master. And, it, and we are His family. And His family is called to do what He says. That He's in charge. That He asks us, whatever He says, we say yes. Because Jesus is in charge. And we follow Him and obey Him. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at this, we've been asking this question, are we living like we believe it? Are we living like we believe who God is? About what His salvation is? About His love? His word? Last week we looked at discipleship and how we are to be wholeheartedly following Jesus exclusively and jointly together, growing with the disciples. Today we're looking at mission. We're looking at, do we really believe, are we living like we believe what God said about mission? The church is supposed to be on mission. We are reaching people for Him. And this is what it says in the Confession of Faith in the, from the 1995 uh, Confession of Faith in a Mennonite Perspective. It says, we believe that the church is called to proclaim and to be a sign of the kingdom of God. Christ has commissioned the church to be his witnesses, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them, and teaching them to observe all things he's commanded. So first, we believe that our mission is to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Our mission is to proclaim the gospel, to let people hear the gospel. It's not just other people. It's we proclaim the gospel to each other. In our families, in our homes, we proclaim the gospel of Jesus' grace. But yes, not just here. We proclaim the gospel in our workplaces, in our schools, wherever we go. We proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. The Great Commission is Jesus' words that he said in the end of the book of, of Matthew. And I know we heard it already this morning, but if you'd like to open to Matthew 28, we're just going to look at this for a few moments. This is Jesus after he's rose from the dead. Jesus died. Three days later, he came out of the grave alive, victoriously. And Jesus spent about 40 days being with his disciples over 500 people saw him. And then, just when the disciples are ready for Jesus to, just to continue being with them, Jesus says goodbye. So in Matthew 28, right at the end of this, this book, it says in, in verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went out to Galilee, to a mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When we see Jesus, do we worship? I hope so. When we encounter Jesus, the response is worship. Verse 18, then Jesus came, and came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's wonderful news. All authority everywhere has been given to Jesus. So he said, therefore, go 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Jesus doesn't say go and then figure it out. He says go. My Spirit is with you. My Spirit is with you always. So my question is, are we living like we believe this? Are we living like we believe that our mission is to proclaim the good news? To show people and tell people about what Jesus has done in our lives and how he has transformed and changed our lives. You know, our mission statement here at East Bend is developing disciples. And actually, I'm going to pause there. Developing disciples, that, that means that like last week, it's not just that we are finding disciples and making more and more uh, and growing them closer to Jesus, which is very part of discipleship, that we are discipling people. But first, before we're discipling others, we are being discipled by Jesus. We are each individually being discipled by Jesus, surrendered to his will. But we are, so our, our statement is that we are developing disciples who are, does anybody know the next two words? Reaching people. All right, I think I have that fill in the blank on there somewhere. So we are developing disciples who are reaching people with, how does it end? With what? Reaching people with Jesus' transforming gospel. We're developing disciples who are reaching people with Jesus' transforming gospel. That's a, kind of a short mission. It's a short mission statement. I encourage each of you to, to read that, to memorize it even, to, to know it, because this is, what, this is what we're about at East Bend. We're about obeying the Great Commission. We're about growing in discipleship and reaching people, but not just on our own merits or with our own ideas for our own efforts. It's with Jesus' transforming gospel because His good news changes people. So we believe our mission as a church is to proclaim the gospel. And then also later in the, the Confession of Faith, it says this. It says that God calls the church to direct his, its mission to people from all nations and ethnic backgrounds. Jesus commissioned his disciples to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Apostle Paul preached to the Gentile nations, the church today is also called to witness, witness to people of every culture ethnicity, or nationality. The mission of the church does not require the protection of any nation or empire. Christians are strangers and aliens within all cultures. Yet the church itself is God's nation, encompassing people who have come from every tribe and every nation. Indeed, its mission is to reconcile differing groups creating one new humanity and providing a view of the day of that day when all nations 
shall stream to the mountain of the Lord and be at peace. So we believe that we, we are to be witnesses here, there, and everywhere. We're to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. We're to be witnesses to people of every culture, ethnicity, of every nationality. That sounds like a really hard mission. But don't worry. Jesus' Spirit will lead us and guide us. And this, this comes in Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This, this Jerusalem is where they were. This Judea and Samaria were the, the, the regional places near them. That it, you could walk there in, in a few hours. And to the ends of the earth was a commitment. To the ends of the earth, a lot of the disciples ended up far away from Jerusalem. In India, Spain, England, all kinds of places where the gospel was preached. That's a far distance in those times. That was the end of the earth then. Where is the end of the earth now? A lot of it is to the unreached people groups that, we, that have never heard the name of Jesus. So let me ask you this. Are we living like we believe this? That we are to be witnesses here and there and everywhere? And I'm going to invite some of our outreach team to share this morning. And the challenge for each of us, of our congregation, is are we living like we believe this? And this is where the rubber meets the road. Are we living like we believe this? And how are we doing this at East Bend? How are we doing this as a church? And this is, today this is, Rich and, and Mike and Ellen are going to share, not just to let you know things are happening, but also so you can be encouraged, so you can be praying, so you can be part of this too. I want to invite you, it's, it's not just this group of people that are, that are praying. We want the whole church to be praying for how are we witnesses here and there and everywhere. And this outreach team is, the, you know, I think was really neat, is the first several, probably a year, year and a half or so, they weren't trying to figure out how to do everything. They were committed to prayer. And that's what we each need to be doing, or have the opportunity to be doing. So I'm going to go ahead and invite Rich up here to share about local ministry, and then we'll have Mike share right after that about regional ministry, and Ellen about global ministry. Well, thanks a lot, Luke, and uh, this is a, a, a welcome opportunity. We're happy to do this. Uh, for some time now, as you exit the church building here, you're sent out with the words above the door. You're now entering your mission field, and uh, this is a great reminder of a large part of the role each of us share as we leave this place. Who is the outreach team? The team is made up of myself, Mike Alden, Ellen Rosenberger, Jeff Good, Matt Kreeb, and Kylie Kiogama. So why do we as a team spend all this time talking and praying about how to impact our community and our world? We've been meeting for about two years now. 
Again, from the article, the church is called to witness to the reign of Christ by embodying Jesus' way in his own life and patterning itself after the reign of God. And listen to this, powerful words. Thus, it shows the world a sample of life under the Lordship of Christ. And I think that's just an extremely dynamic concept that, uh, that we go out into our community with and into the world. By its life, the church is to be a city on a hill, a light to the nations, testifying to the power and resurrection by a way of life different from the societies around us. This commission requires that we're out and about, rubbing shoulders, spreading the aroma of the kingdom of God. We, the church, are commissioned to offer hope and healing. And I, th I thought, you know, one of our senses is our sense of smell, and there's nothing like going home on a Sunday, and maybe you've got a pot roast in the oven and some homemade bread baking, and you've got some carrots and potatoes in with that pot roast. That is just good. <laughs> and the aroma that we carry out into the community far surpasses that pot roast, if you can even imagine that. From early on, our team has kept front and center some of Jesus' last words to his disciples found in Acts 1.8. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We visualize these three concentric circles, Jerusalem being local, Judea, Samaria, regional, and the ends of the earth being global. And by the way, concentric circles is defined as circles with a common center and how you know kind of ironic and and uh, and very very fitting christ is our central core then we got go out locally regional and globally we don't mean to separate those and make them exclusive there's interlap uh, uh, between them and um, but it's uh, it helps to define those to an extent we as the church are called to be engaged, all of the circles, all of us here are called to be engaged in all three of these. At the same time, we're all gifted differently and the seasons of life can affect what each of us can do. I'm convinced, and I think you are as well, that God will give you a burden and a desire for some things, some of these things more than others. And when God puts a healthy church into motion, effective ministry happens in all three areas, locally, regional, and globally. It's important for me to say that we as an outreach team try to listen attentively to you as God inspires you. And your thoughts and your ideas are, are very, very important to us. I can't say that enough. Keep those thoughts and ideas coming. We as a team don't see us out in front leading you. We see us all walking side by side. And I can't say that enough either. I, I'm very humbled to be part of this team that's trying to give direction, but at the same time, uh, you're, you're as much a part of, of us as we are of, uh, trying to lead you. It's important um, to also, well, let's see, I, let me skip that. Um, that said, this morning, 
even now, if you have ideas and thoughts, jot those down and we covet those ideas. And I'm not sure, Ellen, we talked at one time, is there gonna be time for any questions or comments at the end? I'm not sure. I guess if you jump up and you have a word for us, we'll hear it, so. But please, um, we want this to be very interactive and working as a team. I will speak now to the first circle of the local mission a bit. Jerusalem is the smallest geographical area with the smallest number of people, but it's also where we spend most of our time, energy, and influence. We've all heard, grow where you're planted. Well, this starts here at our East Bend family. And I think that center circle starts right here. From here, it reaches out into our own communities, and that's not all the same community. We represent several communities, but I don't know. I see this first circle, maybe a car drive being out 10, 15, 20 miles. Um, the, the, the people we rub shoulder with, um, whoever that might be, Um, so this starts here. From here, it again reaches out into our communities and it reaches out in meaningful ways uh, to meet needs and to share the love of God. And this often involves tasks or events that have merit, but the underlying desire in all of this is to build relationship. And that's, again, very key. You are all to be commended. We have a very friendly church, have had for generations, um, and that's a good thing. You have a rich heritage of service, which is to be valued. The team likes to refer to East Bend as a place that has a culture of service. I know I hear Mike bringing that up, and I know that's, he comes from that heritage as well. That is very deep in the roots of East Bend. But let's also be deliberate in keeping that tradition because that can go away as quickly as, uh, or I guess it can takes a long time to build that culture, but, but let's keep about that business of, of service. You serve behind the scenes, doing so because it's your lifestyle. And I'll cite a couple of examples seen within the last week. We have two widows here, one is 90, the other 83. And they spent a large part of last Friday here working on comforters. And I think that's, uh, that's commendable. They don't do it for attention. They just kind of slip in here and do their thing. We also have a family of six preparing to drive 24 hours to serve together at a transitional housing ministry. This goes on and on. We, I don't mean to exclude you. I could probably talk for an hour about just all of what goes on here. You love the Lord and you love people, and that's evident. What have we been up to? Um, in no particular order, family fun nights, we open up the grounds for cookouts, games, opportunities to fellowship, both indoor and outdoors. You know, good things happen when you have apple cider, hot dogs, and popcorn over the fire, ultimate frisbee and hay rack rides. Can't go wrong with that. Cupcake and cookie walks, dunk tanks, cornhole tournaments, church movie night and the list goes on and on. Um, we assisted VBS with snacks after the Friday night program. That's always a huge week, and that again goes back for generations, I guess you could say. 
Um, we helped with primary organization on an Easter resurrection egg project, which was a, a smashing success around Heritage Lake, and that will probably happen again, not this year, but next. We hosted the Illinois MDS annual meeting this past fall and fed them and enjoyed hearing what MDS, Mennonite Disaster Service, is up to. And by the way, I don't see Matt here this morning, but Matt Kreeb um, at our meeting volunteered to be an Illinois MDS ass assessor, to use my own terminology, where he'll go out in a disaster and evaluate if uh, a project is worthy of MDS help. Through the generosity of East Bend, we were able to send gifts of $500 away to seven different ministries last summer. And by the way, those uh, seven ministries all represent different, different of the local, regional, and global circles. Um, we've had a tradition, a recent tradition of uh, lend a hand work days, raking leaves, helping out in the community in the fall. What are some things we're praying about for the future? There's some things that are interesting that I don't know yet what's ahead, and, I'll, and, uh, and I guess a normal meeting night, we'll sit and talk and throw out ideas onto the table, and maybe they'll gain traction and take root, maybe they won't. A couple of interesting things that we're praying about right now, um, one is Celebrate Recovery, which um, we know a little bit about. It's a very interesting um, and very successful program. Its mission is finding hope in Jesus and freedom from our hurts, habits, and hangups through Christ-centered recovery. And I think at a minimum, um, we as a church want to support the programs locally. There's one in Rantoul, one in Gibson. Is this something we would ever host? I don't know. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's something we've talked about. MDS local, what about that idea? What about uh, the idea of um, being a little bit more mobilized in the event of things that happen locally? Um, you know, Jerry Oyer, I know you do a lot, and I think maybe uh, rumor was maybe you did even a little cleanup after this tornado came through recently. Or organically happening in that way is the best that we just each pick up and we help where needed. But would there be a place for some structure locally? I don't know. Um, we keep bringing that up and talking about it. Um, one general goal that we have is to continue to find ways to get community people here on the East Bend grounds for fun events, children's activities, even just lighthearted function. As people get used to being here, they're more at ease to begin to dig deeper into spiritual things. So that said, how does this happen? You know, we're out in the country. We're, <laughs> we're off the beaten path. How do we get people here? So these are, you know, cutting-edge questions that we sit around and talk about as we meet together. How can we be effectively impacting people's lives? We have a church picnic in Fisher at the community center with the intent to have high visibility. A couple of years ago, we walked in the community before that event, handing out pamphlets. Um, this is largely a deliberate effort to be available to people in new ways. I'm not sure how effective those uh, efforts have been, but we pray about it, we give it to God, and we leave it in His hands. How can you be involved? 
We appreciate your participation first and foremost and your assistance in the events. And we appreciate your prayers as we plan and find new ways to reach out in our community. Please continue to come out as you are able. This is huge and important and you've made what happens here successful. So thank you for your help in that. Maybe you have a burden for something in our community and, and need a hand with it. Talk to one of us, maybe you can come meet with us. Some churches have families that adopt a project and is this something that your family might be interested in or a small group of you to take on a project? Could be a one-time event, could be something we do every year. Um, one of the things that I think I can resoundingly say for all of the team, we have a lot more ideas than we have time and energy to do. So um, yeah, maybe you'd like to adopt a project. We'd love to see that tradition um, uh, catch fire here at East Bend. Maybe it's a service project or a regular function. Maybe you have some artistic ability and you want to help with our bulletin board in the back. And by the way, Angie did a nice job with uh, some work out there now. We've talked for months about getting a, a bulletin board <laughs> going to communicate ideas, promote events, have post-it notes that I need this, uh, okay, I'll take that note and I'll meet that need. So many ways this could be more fluid and just kind of a natural um, uh, out, outgrowth of, of the kind of things we want to do. Most importantly, your prayers are essential to forward progress being made. Thank you and continue that. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about local mission we've received so lavishly from our God that we say thanks by loving God and loving others. Simply serve as you love God and love others. Simply serve. Glory to God. And as Mike Holden prepares to come forward, we're going to view a video now if that can be booted up. And this is a video from MDS. It highlights a number of our own people at, uh, serving at Amigo Center. And it's a very fitting segue into the next segment, regional. Mike. Serving, praying, staying together. Welcome to the Mennonite Disaster Service Family Program where you can rebuild hope with your family by your side. When my parents first told me about this whole trip, I was like kind of skeptical about it. I didn't know how much I was going to actually enjoy it. I wondered where we would stay. Sometimes MDS offers accommodations, but usually families bring their own campers, RVs, or tents. I was wondering what we were going to eat. MDS provides food for all volunteers. Think of the MDS Family Program as fun in the summertime while serving others. In Canada and the U.S., there's age-appropriate work for everyone. But what will my day be like? First, it's a lot of family fun. Can you pass me the hammer, please? <laughs> <laughs> and there's good work 
the safety first. And good food! And spiritual growth. It's a way to find God in other people. It's a way to be the hands and feet of Jesus as a family. I say jump into it. Now is the time to give them these experiences so that they will be excited when they're older to serve. Join us. Introduce your family to the work of MDS into a spirit of service that lasts a lifetime. Give me a call or email me. I'll fill you in on the details. I heard the budget was high on that uh, commercial. So... Well, it's a good thing the Super Bowl doesn't start till 5.30 as we entered our part three of four of our sermon today, so, no. Um, so I'm going to speak on the uh, aspect of Judea or our regional ministries and stuff, so. But really quick, just to highlight a couple of verses, uh, uh, bring our focus to, but in Luke 10, uh, verse 2, he told him, the harvest is, is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, and therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. In Corinthians 12, 27, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you has a part in it. First Peter, each of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So, as uh, we have, I like how Rich mentioned, seasons of life. There are times in our life that we are available and ready. There are times in our life we're busy raising our family and kids. And so, but there's always time to serve God. And so, we have many people in our church who have great memories of going out and serving others in the mission field. In the past few years, since my trip to Alaska, I was able to take opportunities to talk with people and hear and enjoy your stories. If willing, raise your hand if you have gone out in the mission field, gone somewhere where it's local or out in the region or overseas, okay? A lot of members of our church have been part of the MDS. It's a deep tradition, as uh, Rich has mentioned, in our service in our church. So, we have seen the many needs of people in many places. Some here in our own community, as Rich has mentioned. Others have traveled overseas and were across the states. No matter where we look, there will always be people to serve. Serving others can look different for different people. As the scripture says, we all together make up the body of Christ. Some are the hands that work or the hands that pray. Some are the mouths that speak in God's words to others. And some play an important role in mission trip, the cooks. <laughs> so... We have two ch current trips right now. We're looking at Mayfield, Kentucky, as uh, Jeff Good has done a great job uh, traveling ahead. I know there's uh, maybe some pictures scrolling through here, uh, talk about Mayfield. And so 
and this is part of the MDS opportunity. And MDS has uh, uh, done a great job uh, in organizing and providing place to stay and food and, and everything. So what they need is just people that are willing and ready to go. So uh, we have a nice group going with that. Uh, and we also have another opportunity that uh, not necessarily, it's not with MDS or any other organization, but it's just something that has grown within our own church. And that is uh, going out to see John Berkey out in uh, Pure, Arizona, one of the suburbs of Phoenix. And there they have a house that has been well, warned and also had some uh, water damage and stuff from this last winter freeze and stuff. So, and they're looking for uh, people to come out to help do some drywall painting, flooring, and cabinetries. So, but, um, but there are many opportunities uh, that are out there. Uh, and as Rich also mentioned too, it's like, these are the ends of opportunity that have come across our laps and our, and uh, we, it's just a matter of, hey, let's go for it. You know, we don't want to necessarily over plan or, you know, underserve, but uh, to be available and ready. And the answer to call, and the thing is, it's when I came back from Alaska, it brought back a lot of memories from when I was younger and, and be able to chance to serve locally and stuff in high school. And it is like a wildfire. You know, it is addicting, it is, uh, energi energizes you and stuff, and it is uh, something to be cautious for, because if you come, you join, you want to go again. It's like, when's the next trip? You know, when's the next opportunity? So, but I'd like to close here with the verse Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Thank you, Mike and Rich. And thank you all for giving us this opportunity to share with you. And as they said, it's very much our desire of our hearts to be in partnership with you and um, leading as we all grow together. We mentioned that we began with prayer. We really did. Even though we wanted to get the gears going, we, we felt like those first few months up to a year were, let's just pray. And I want to highlight to you how God has already answered some of those prayers um, as we talk about global ministry. One example is his answer to prayer as Micah and Melissa Ward came to our church. Um, we all felt that uh, unity in the um, calling to get behind them and their ministry. Oh, you'll see up there uh, a picture of them. Uh, if you saw it before, they received some Christmas cards from us. Some didn't make it, some did. We had some problems with the address, but appreciate those who took the time to do that for them. It was showing support to them beyond just sending our finances to make sure we can fund their uh, ministry over there. Um, but I just wanted to highlight that, um, you know, that was an answer to prayer, that he brought them to us and that we felt 
all of us um, compelled to be part of their ministry, and that's what we are. We're not just sending them out. We're part of them being over there right now as they prepare to, they've been over there a little, little over a year now learning the language and then preparing to move to a different area where they can share Jesus in an unreached um, area. And this is in Southeast Asia. Um, if you'd like to know more about how they're doing on a regular basis, how you can be part of praying for them for specific needs, how you can you know, send them a Christmas card or send them other, like a care package or something that would really boost their spirits. Um, our link person, as we term it, is Beth Ingold. She is, um, you can come to her. She can kind of link you up with them and how to kind of funnel our support as a church beyond just finances. Or if you have questions about how to get their newsletters or different things, you can come to her. Also, along that same vein as praying, um, we haven't stopped praying as a church, or as a committee, and hopefully as a church, as an outreach team. Um, our hands are open to other ways that we can be in support of an individual or a family that is going out and um, spreading the gospel around the world. So we're just, um, like Mike said, you know, when opportunities arise, we pray about it, we um, seek him, and so we just want to still be open to how the Spirit would lead us to partner with other missionaries or ministries in other parts of the world. So we have a posture of openness if the Lord would lead us to, to expand that. Um, so we can be his hands and feet from here on out. Um, another aspect of global ministry that we are praying about and just um, lifting up to the Lord as an option, uh, you may remember that uh, in 2020, when we had to do VBS online, we highlighted a ministry called Tesoros de Dios in Nicaragua. That means God's treasures in Spanish. And it's a ministry to children with uh, disabilities. And in um, a country like Nicaragua, children can be ostracized. They don't receive the resources and the care that they need. And so this is a really uh, vital ministry for these kids and their families through horse therapy, as you could see, and other ways, physical therapy. Um, they minister to the kids' families as well. And uh, I, many of you remember our church and Dewey Church got really excited about this ministry and um, helped fund uh, some repairs of their horse arena so they could continue to offer that to their kids. And so we just want to, um, our, our team is praying right now um, if there is a burden of our church to be part of a, a trip down there as well. Um, they have lots of opportunities for us to serve with the kids um, on the campus. Um, they're open to whatever skill sets we can offer, and, and we want to be partners, not just going down and doing our thing, but being partners with what God is doing there. So if that's something that um, comes to your mind as you pray, uh, that you know, you'd be interested in a trip like that, we're praying for his leading and his timing um, for that. And it's kind of similar to how the trip to Arizona came about. We almost didn't mention it because we didn't know if, but then there was interest. So that was kind of just another way that God has answered prayer. And so we just put it before you to pray about. And, you know, we're just going to trust in his timing, whether it's soon or it's later or it's, that's not for us. So we just um, trust in his timing. I also want to 
highlight that um, those are obviously some just um, ideas that we have, but there's other ways that we can be involved in global ministry, even if we're not going to the ends of the earth. But there's been a, opportunities at the Voice of the Martyrs of times that we've been praying for um, God's church, which is our church, right? It's all, it's all his church. Um, it was mentioned this morning about praying for Turkey and Syria. I um, want to encourage all of us to continue to pray and, and ask him to show us how to give. Um, and the prayer guide that we have for this week is actually based on some of the missions, the local and regional and global missions. So I want to encourage you to, to keep praying and asking the Lord to lead us. Um, I've talked with some of you who have burdens and passions for um, people of other cultures, whether they live here in our country or going out to other countries. So be on the lookout for maybe some things that we uh, as a team put before you as uh, maybe an informational meeting for going to Nicaragua if you're interested or um, ways that you can get involved with international people that are that are right next to us, right here in our in our um, place where we live. So I just want to um, encourage you to to think, to pray, keep your eyes out, and and submit your thoughts to the Lord on on how um, He'll lead. And I ask for your prayers for our team as well as we uh, make decisions and and lead from here. So. Thank you so much. Well, it's been wonderful to hear from our outreach team, some of, some of the outreach team, and, um, and yes, we're glad that the Super Bowl starts later. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to, to mention one more thing from our, what we, our statement of faith, what we believe, uh, and it's, it says in the commentary section of, of this uh, article, that we engage in mission because of our love and concern for people, and because the love of Christ urges us on. We understand also that mission helps us grow in our understanding of the gospel, just as the early church's mission to the Gentiles helped it understand the gospel in new ways. And so we believe that our mission is to proclaim the good news of Jesus. We believe that we are to be witnesses to here, there, and everywhere. And so what I want to ask you just for a moment is to, is to pray, how am I doing this? We've heard how our church is, is praying about this, how we are being, trying to be involved in listening to the Holy Spirit's leading. But I want to ask each of us to pray this. Am I living like I believe this? What parts of ministry am I currently involved in? Where... God, ask the, ask the Lord to, to lead you in where He wants you to be involved. And let's, let's start with prayer. So I just want to take a few moments and just ask you to individually pray. Well, Lord, as we pray for mission, we pray for vision and passion to carry out your mission in our communities, regionally, and also globally. Lord, we pray that you would give us heart, a heart for proclaiming and being a witness, discipling. God, we pray that you would be showing us as a congregation how we can be your hands and feet, how we can be believing what you say and living it out. 
We are yours, Lord. Do what you want. It's our prayer. In Jesus' name.